The first thing that we look at when it comes to your inner vibe is where your paradigms sit. So paradigm is the reality that you currently operate under, and i.e. what you manifest, and that will be dependent on your belief systems, the stories that you tell yourself, the culture that you were brought up in, the religion that you were brought up in. Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chadbourne, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chadbourne. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. Dear M, can you talk more about how to lift your personal vibrations and how to manifest really clearly? So we'll start with personal vibrations. So the way I understand vibrational frequency, and the reason it's really important is because the universe works on vibration. Everything is energy, right? Everything is vibrating. We know this to be true if you stick your finger underneath a microscope that's strong enough, you'll be able to see the cells of your being literally vibrating. So this is just science. This isn't woo-woo stuff. It's not deeply spiritual stuff, although I happen to believe that science and spirituality go hand in hand. You know, it's just basic science. We live in, as Bob Proctor would call it, an ocean of motion. Like we are always in the vibrational frequency of the universe. And Our vibrational frequency can change, our thoughts and our feelings will dictate the vibrational frequency that we are in. This is why it's really important for manifestation, obviously like energy attracts like energy, it's one of the other laws of the universe of which there are many, which is the law of attraction. First law being the law of vibration, everything is in motion, second being we are in the law of attraction. So like energy attracts like energy and so If you are desiring something, right, let's say that you desire to earn more money, but you are in the vibrational frequency of scarcity, you will attract more scarcity. So let's look at vibrational frequency to start with. Personal vibrations, how do we lift them? So I want to talk about this in two ways. The first is what I would call like your surface vibration, And this can also be interpreted as like your attitude, your general attitude to life. Now, your attitude is going to dictate so much of your manifestation potential because, let's be honest, when we are in a bad mood, we are much more likely to sit in the energy and take the action from that energy of somebody who's never really getting what they want. Like, how many times have you woken up in the morning, let's say your alarm didn't go off on time and you're running really late or you snooze too much, right? And now you're running really late and then you stub your toe on the bed and then you're angry and you're in pain and you run outside and it's raining and you're and like you get to the 7-Eleven because you need to get some gum because you realize you ate too much garlic last night and you've got a really important meeting and you throw this $50 bill at the guy behind the counter at the 7-Eleven and he's like, no, we don't take $50 bills. And then like, and your attitude has kind of like created that next level of, of manifestation, right? Your bad mood, your sourpuss face, you're flinging the $50 bill in this 
lovely gentleman who's just working behind the desk at the 7-Eleven, you know, just like having that attitude has, cre- has meant that he has then not wanted to help you out. He's then become difficult because you are difficult. And so this is how, as a general rule, your general attitude to life can really affect what sort of things do and do not happen to you. I'll give you a personal experience of this. I have a MacBook Pro. And when Theodore was a tiny puppy, he bit the screen, like his tooth just went straight through the screen of the laptop. And at the same time, the B button on my keyboard had started sticking. And this was like one of the, I guess, manufacturing issues with this particular type of laptop is that sometimes some of the keys got stuck and that was covered under warranty. You could go back to the Apple store and they'd replace the key for you for free. So I went to the Apple store in the middle of Chadston Shopping Centre, which is my idea of hell, right? Now, for someone who loves material possessions and loves stuff, does surprise people when, when they hear that I actually hate being in shopping centres. It just doesn't give me a good vibe. Anyway, so I'm in the shopping centre and I was running late and struggled to find a park. And, you know, because when, when one bad thing happens, they cascade, right? And this is the law of attraction in manifest. That's it in in actualization, right? Like energy attracts like energy. So your shitty energy, your bad mood, your running late creates more of the same for you. So I kind of walked into Chadstone Shopping Center with my MacBook under my arm and I was just kind of fuming and annoyed and annoyed that the B button had stuck and I was annoyed that I had to come in and get it changed and I was annoyed that my dog had eaten my laptop and I was worried about how much it was going to cost and how long it was going to take and and I got outside the Apple store and I was like, oh my God, you know what? I am going to have to shift this attitude because if I walk in there and I basically sit down with this face on and I get angry with the person who's trying to help me or I'm just a bit like shitty, like no one's going to win in that situation. Like I have to snap myself out of this mood. So I put some perspective on it basically and I was like, do you know what? It's a bloody laptop. Like, Worst case scenario, it's going to cost you a great... Worst case scenario, actually, it, you're going to have to buy a new one. You've got the money in the bank to do that. Would it be annoying? Yes. But is it... Will it all be okay? Yes. Like, no one's going to die because you have to buy a new laptop. It's going to be fine. So I had to put some real perspective on the situation and consciously and purposefully tell myself to come out of my victimhood. So then I walk into the Apple store and this really lovely chap comes and serves me and I'm sitting next to this girl who's having the opposite experience of me because she continued to walk into the store with her shitty attitude and so she's basically like barking at the guy that's trying to help her and just highly irritated with him making out like it's his fault that her phone is broken so I'm observing this and I'm like don't be that person don't be that person don't be that person and then this guy comes and he comes to help me we're talking about podcasts can't remember why we were talking about that but we're having like a general chat and I told him about the B button. He was like, no problem. We can change that up quite quickly for you. And then he was like, what happened to the screen? And I was like, oh, my puppy ate it. And we had a little bit of a joke about that. And he had a dog. And we're having a nice general conversation. And then he kind of turned around to me and he was like, hey, look, I um, was really, really, really gutted that you told me that it was your dog. Because if you hadn't told me that it was your dog that bit the screen, I could probably get away with putting that under warranty for you. And I was like, okay, well, how do we turn back time? And he kind of laughed. And then he was like, look, don't tell anyone. And here I am telling everyone, but don't tell anyone. But I'll just say that we'll just pretend that you didn't tell me that it was, you know, your dog. We'll just say that 
the, the screen was cracked and it came in under warranty. And I was so grateful to him. And I was like, oh my God, are you sure? Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. And he was like, do you know what? He was like, you're the nicest person I've served all day. You're one of the only people that I've served today that hasn't come in here, like making out like it's my fault that their appliance is broken or that their phone screen is smashed or whatever. And he was like, you've been such a pleasure and you've been so kind and understanding. He was like, more than happy to do it for you. And that's like a perfect example of how your attitude will affect your general manifestations, your experience of being in this world, you know, smile at a stranger and they'll smile back at you and you get that inkling of connection that otherwise would have been absent from your morning. So that's kind of like a, a practical example of how your attitude can really shift your day-to-day experience of being a human being. But how do we go about doing this? So I think the first thing, I want to give you three things in terms of like these sort of surface vibrations or these attitudes, and then we're going to get into some deeper vibrational work. The first thing is reframing and using perspective and gratitude. So just like when I recognized as I was walking into the Apple store that I was about to walk in like some spoiled, privileged bitch who was angry with her puppy and angry with the world and angry that she was in Chesson, like recognizing that that was not going to serve me and it was not going to be pleasant for anybody else. That was kind of the first step. And then I really had to reframe it. I had to really put some perspective on it and I had to throw some gratitude at the situation. My God, how lucky am I that I live in a world where when my laptop breaks, I can take it in my car to a shop safely. I can safely park my car. I can safely walk on my own as a woman from the car park to the store and somebody there will fix it for me. Like that, that is privilege, left, right and center. And so using gratitude, using perspective and using what we call in coaching a reframe. Okay, well, what's the gift in this? What's the lesson in this? What's the positive outcome in this? how can I take this flip it around put some different perspective on it and make it a good thing for my day that is one of the quickest ways to shift through your attitude so obviously you have to recognize when you're in a bit of a shit one and then you have to consciously and purposefully reframe what your sort of your attitude around it yeah thanks Carolyn it's a good story isn't it oh Theodore I've still got a picture actually on my phone of Theodore the moment after he removed his jaw from the laptop screen we were in a park and I was working with my laptop and he was just this tiny little puppy and I looked away for a second and when I looked back he was just munching on it ah I don't know how he's still alive if I'm going to be completely honest but there we go I love him all right so that's the first thing really reframing using perspective and gratitude would you like daily text messages of support positivity and love sent personally from me straight to your phone then sign up for Wake Up With Em. It's the affirmation service you didn't know you needed. The first month is free if you follow the link in the show notes. Good morning. You're awesome. Number two, when it comes to your attitude and your like just general day-to-day vibrational frequency, is you've got to watch who you hang with. And again, this comes back to this idea of like, like energy attracts like energy. You know, are you in conversations with people who believe that anything is possible? Are you in conversations with people who are reframing, who are using gratitude, who do have a good perspective on life? Are you in conversation with people who are uplifting and who are positive and who want the best for you and who celebrate your wins with you and who naturally demonstrate what it is not to be in that sort of consistent low vibrational frequency of victimhood? 
Are you in a toxic environment at work? Are you bitching about your friends to each other, you know, in the staff room? Or do you have those really positive, empowered women, because I mainly talk to women or people in your life? This is one of the reasons that people stay in the hub for so long is because the community, the support, the love, the championing, you know, they might not necessarily have that community in real life outside of the hub because it is pretty special. It's pretty extra special, the hub community. You know, maybe they work in a slightly toxic environment or a corporate environment or a slightly misogynistic environment. You know, maybe their family are pessimists themselves by nature maybe their friends although really lovely might just not be in that space where they are like so full of potential and possibility and vibrancy and possibility like you know whatever like I'm not saying you need to cut friends out of your life right there's no like you don't need to pick up the phone and just be like hey Barbara that's it we're done I'm never speaking to you again that's not what I'm talking about but like where you direct your energy in terms of the people that you hang with and do you have a place where you can go where it is really positive where it is really empowered and if not you need to try and find one because the rough rule of life is that you will become the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most whether that's in your bank account whether that's with your health whether that's your general attitude whether it's your business success Like there is a reason that successful people define success because it's different for everybody. And remember that success and happiness are not the same thing, but successful people will hang out with successful people purposely. I pay a lot of money to sit in masterminds with other very successful business owners who are way more successful than me just so that I can be around their energy, just so I can hear the way that they speak, just so I can absorb the way that they think, just so I can catch on to some of the belief systems they have because when you're around people who are like just constantly like oh yeah no I'm making three million next year like it's like chump change or when you're like in that conversation with people who are like oh yeah no of course that can thing can happen like who's just refused to believe that no is an answer you naturally begin to inherit and adopt some of that energy yourself and then the third thing is kind of like well it's actually lots of things in the third thing so <laughs> You've got environment, nature, exercise, diet. You know, how do you look after your external environment when it comes to your vibrational frequency and your attitude? So I have learned through trial and error that lots of light is a very important part of my existence. I live in a flat with floor to ceiling windows everywhere. It's basically a greenhouse. And I've done that purposefully and consciously because it's really, really important for me to not live in a dark, closed off space. My environment is very important to me. I am particularly materialistic. I'm a Taurian by nature, like I'm a full, full Taurus. So I like comfort. I like homely things around me. That makes my vibrational frequency shine. You know, I'm very careful about what I eat I do eat a lot of chocolate, if I'm going to be honest. That's my little downfall. But, you know, I eat clean food. I drink a lot of water. I exercise my body. I make sure that I get out in nature all the time. And having Theodore, again, my puppy, well, not a puppy now, he's a full-grown dog. But, you know, that's really helped with that because he forces me out of the house for two walks every single day. And, like, really allowing myself to ensure that my physical vessel, my physical being, is being nurtured and supported in as many ways as it possibly can be. So for a very short answer, that's what I would like to give you in terms of maintaining a high vibrational frequency on that kind of like surface attitude level. 
So we've got reframing using gratitude and perspective. We've got being very careful about who you hang out with and making sure that you've got really empowered and positive people in your life somewhere. And then we've got environmental stuff. So that's getting out in nature, how you exercise, what your diet is like, and making sure that your physical environment, whether that be at home or at office or whatever, is conducive to you feeling really good. Now we have like another layer of vibrational frequency, and this is what I call the inner vibe. So we've got the external vibe, which is all about your attitude. And then we've got the stuff that's going on deep, 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 deep down. Deep in your soul, yeah. Deep in your soul. Deep in your soul, yeah. All right. So this stuff requires a lot more processing and a lot more work and is way less instant. This is the process of healing. This is the process of transformation. It's the process of evolution. This is what it is to grow and to evolve and to heal and to really get deep into a personal development and a spiritual development world. So the first thing that we look at when it comes to your inner vibe is where your paradigms sit. So paradigm is the reality that you currently operate under and i.e. what you manifest and that will be dependent on your belief systems, the stories that you tell yourself, the culture that you were brought up in, the religion that you were brought up in, your social conditioning from birth, your current social conditioning, what you believe to be true, the memories that you have, those can be your own, they can be borrowed, they can be pretend, what you watched as a kid in the movie theater, all sorts of things make up what you believe to be true and the reality that you construct around you. Those paradigms, you have a paradigm for lots of things, you have a paradigm around money, you have a paradigm around time, you have a paradigm around relationships, you have a paradigm around your health. And if there is something in your life that is not how you want it to be, right? I don't have the time freedom I want. I always feel under time pressure, stressed about time. I don't have the income that I desire. I don't have the relationships that I desire. My health isn't where I want it to be. This is a paradigm issue. Okay, so there are lots of things, and I'll talk you through some manifestation processes in a minute, but there are lots of things that we can do to start shifting through the paradigm. But the first thing that we need to do, because your paradigms can change, the first thing that we need to do is go deep into what is the belief system that you have in place right now that has created this paradigm for you and then reinforce that paradigm across your years. So I'll give you a practical example of this. Let's take money because it's a really easy one and a lot of people want a lot more of it, right? When I was growing up, my parents lived or we lived in a nice detached four-bedroom house at what we used to call the posh end of the village, right? Then we had the not-so-posh end of the village and there was a big council housing estate at that end of the village and I was friends with loads of the kids from the council estate. The kids from the council estate lived in terraced houses. They tended to be sort of two up, two down, And they would call me posh, right? Because my parents didn't let me speak with a Somerset accent, which is where I was born and bred. So in the middle of the country, my parents made me speak with the Queen's Queen's English. So I didn't have the Somerset accent. And I lived in the big house at the posh end of the village. So my, my friends would call me posh and I would feel quite embarrassed by that. It singled me out. It made me feel different. It made me feel other than, and that made me feel unsafe. And so I would hate I would literally hate the fact that we lived in this big house and I had a posh accent. It didn't make me feel safe. 
Now, equally, what was going on at home was that my dad had just left the Navy. He just started out in his own business. My mum had had to go back to work full time to support us financially. And things were really tight. I remember my mum recycling tea bags. I remember the day she came home with like tracing paper toilet roll and I lost my shit because I was a spoiled brat and I didn't know any better. And and so things weren't, we didn't have a lot of money. Even though we lived in this big house at the posh end of the village, things were really tight and really scarce. And there was a lot of tension and some arguing around that. So I felt very unsafe with money. For a really long time, money made me feel unsafe, right? It was the thing that caused tension in the household. It was the thing that made my parents fight. And as a kid, that made me feel unsafe. So these two things were going on at the same time, right? I feel unsafe around money because we don't have enough of it. And at the same time, I feel embarrassed by what we do have. Now, this was all happening in what we call the formative years. And there's a whole module to the hub, which is dedicated in teaching you this work and teaching you the strategies and frameworks so that you can find, unpack, and then shift through and change and rewire all of these paradigms that you've got running in your own life that might be creating results that aren't where you want them to be right now. I then continued with my life, right? You don't have conscious awareness when you're a seven-year-old that this is going on. You don't think, oh, I wonder how my experience with money and wealth right now is going to impact me as a 30-year-old woman. No one's having that conversation with themselves, right, when they're seven. So I just went about my merry way. I continued with my life and I got into adult life and it became quite apparent that I, whenever I had money, it left me instantly, I couldn't hold on to it. I felt like I never had enough of it. And then when I did have it, I wanted to get rid of it really quickly. I was a shopaholic and I bought loads of stuff and I never really had any savings. I was always teetering on the edge of my overdraft and throwing things on a credit card. It wasn't until I hit my mid-30s, late 30s, I'm going to say, that I started really doing deep, deep, deep personal development work and now teach that personal development work in the hub that I uncovered that this is my paradigm. This is the story that I have, the belief that I have, the experience that I had in those formative years around money have created a belief in me that money is not safe and that money is the thing that will make people not like me. So money is not safe. I never have enough of it. And if I do have it, then I won't be loved. That belief system has been unconsciously controlling my pattern of behavior with money my entire life. And it wasn't until I located it, understood it, and have done a lot of work to then reframe it, rewire it, repattern it, change the habit around it, that my vibrational frequency around money has changed. And now making money is easy. It's really safe. There's more than enough for me and everybody else in the world. It's absolutely everywhere. It's not an issue. I love it. I invite it into my life on a daily basis. It's easy to make. It's safe for me to make it. And it keeps coming to me in more and more and more and more abundance because I've done this work. And this is the power of the work. Now you can say, well, Emily, did you then manifest that money? Yeah, I manifested that money because I shifted the internal vibrational frequency, which was repelling what I said I wanted. I say, I want to earn more money. But unconsciously, there's this vibrational frequency. It's like, fuck, money is bad. It's scary. It makes people not love you. And so it doesn't matter how much I put affirmations in place. It doesn't matter what my vision board looks like. It doesn't matter how many times I write out my goals in the morning until you go deep and work out what belief system is creating the paradigm under which you currently exist that you would like to change. Nothing's going to change. That's the work of the hub. 
That's why you need to join the hub. That's why the hub changes people's lives. It's not just the esoteric bells and whistles of spirituality and manifestation. It's getting deep into that vibrational force field that you might not right now have conscious awareness is creating results that you either do or do not want in your life. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews, and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! The other thing that the inner vibe work does is we look at things like trauma, so trauma that you might have been carrying around from childhood that is causing a heavy vibrational frequency, whether that be a vibrational frequency of resentment, of shame, of guilt, of anger. And again, those are all perfectly reasonable and valid human emotions. We don't demonize emotions at all in the Unashamedly Human Hub. We believe in feeling the full spectrum of human emotion. But when we carry those round and we don't allow ourselves to transcend through them, when we try and push them down or ignore them or repress them or numb ourselves out from them, all we do is we give them a greater real estate in our vibrational frequency and in our vibrational escrow. So it's really important that we do that inner work and that inner healing. And of course, then we've got self-worth. You know, a lot of people that I speak to want to manifest loads more stuff in their life but they don't really feel worthy of it. And again, that is a vibrational frequency. In self-love, we call it making it sacred in, um, in the unashamedly human community. Making your life sacred, seeing yourself as worthy, seeing yourself as miraculous, understanding yourself in the greater experience of the universe and how amazing that is and how worthy you are of being here. That is a vibrational frequency. And when we learn to let go of anything that might be in our way of feeling like that on a constant and consistent basis, well, then our vibrational frequency just gets higher and higher and higher and higher. And then it's easier to manifest more and more and more quickly. So I trust that has been useful in terms of like, how do you lift your personal vibrations? You've got your surface vibrations or your attitude, and then you've got your inner vibe. And that really is about doing that really deep work and shifting through your paradigms and, and rewiring neurologically and biochemically what you are in the habit of expecting from this world. Now I want to move on to the second part of the question. How do you manifest really clearly? There is a whole module in Unashamedly Human Herb. We call it Universal Law and it includes a five-step process to manifestation. So it's about understanding how to co-create with the universe, understanding that you know there are all of these wonderful laws that the universe exists under and so as lovely as it would be if it was literally as simple as well you just sort through your inner shit sort through your outer shit and then you get whatever you want you know there are other energies at force and at play that we must respect and understand and work with when it comes to manifesting what we desire for the purpose of this podcast episode, I will just very quickly talk you through those five steps because I think in giving you those five steps, you'll be able to understand how to manifest clearly. So by clearly, I assume that you mean getting what you want, right? I want this and then I got it. So the first step to the five-step process of manifestation that I teach is setting a very clear intention. 
a lot of the time I'll hear people say what they don't want. A lot of the time I will hear people talk about the stuff that they want to move away from. And while that can be really useful, my God, when I was waiting tables for 20 bucks an hour, I didn't, I couldn't tell you what I wanted. I didn't have that capacity to have that belief that anything better for me was out there, but I could tell you what I didn't want. And that was enough for me to start the journey. I desperately wanted to move away from being broke and being heartbroken and being angry with the world. I knew I wanted to move away from that. And it was a good enough place to start. But very quickly, I began, once I began to change up who I hung out with, right? Once I began to take real responsibility for my attitude and be like, okay, I need to hang out with positive people who are doing amazing things, who are inspirational and lift me up and believe that I can do anything because they're demonstrating that anything is possible. Once I started hanging out with those people, I began to realize that actually I'm allowed to have a dream, right? I'm allowed to have desire. I'm allowed to put these intentions out to the universe and have them manifest for me. So get clear on what it is that you want. More money is not what you want. Tell the universe exactly what you want. Like a better relationship isn't what you want. How do you want that to be better? You've got to get very clear when you're setting an intention because otherwise it's fuzzy. If it's fuzzy in you, it's fuzzy in the universe. That's not manifesting clearly. So get really crystal clear yourself on what it is that you want you want more clients how many more clients you want business growth how exactly do you want your business to grow the second step is alignment and this again is about coming back into understanding the law of vibration and the law of attraction so the only thing that manifests is vibrational frequency your feeling is a vibrational frequency so you set yourself an intention you want to create X amount more wealth, you want to create X amount more clients, you want to have connection in this different way, a bit really clear and specific on it. Now you need to put yourself into the alignment of that. So that means that you need to feel that. You need to feel exactly what it feels like to have those clients. You need to feel what it feels like to be in that connection. And this is the beautiful thing about your subconscious mind is that your subconscious mind doesn't know what's real and what's not real. It's why you cry at movies. It's you know, why you had to put down the shining halfway through because it was too scary and you couldn't sleep. Like, you actually, on that level, don't know what's real and what's not real. So you can use visualization in order to help you put yourself in that vibrational frequency of what it is that you do desire. And again, perspective, gratitude, choosing to focus on what you do have, all of that kind of stuff can really help elevate that vibrational frequency. Along the way, you are going to recognize that there are some things that are holding you back, but I'll come to that in a second. Okay, so step three is about taking action. Nothing is going to happen unless you take action. And while I fundamentally disagree with the hustle culture and have created a paradigm for myself where I don't have to hustle for money, where I don't have to work 70 hours a week to be a successful business owner, while I fundamentally absolutely agree with that you are going to have to take action and a lot of the time the action that you have to take will be different to the action that you are currently taking because the version of you that you are today who has the thoughts that you have who has the belief systems that you have who's manifesting the paradigms that you're manifesting who is taking the action that you're taking who's hanging out with the people that you're hanging out with who's spending your time your money and your energy in exactly the way that you're spending your time your money and energy is getting the results that you are getting today so if you want those results to change you are going to have to change. So what different action are you going to have to take? And a lot of the time that action is 
investing in yourself to learn a new skill, to level the fuck up, to work out what it is that's holding you back on that vibrational frequency, to go into some personal development, professional development and spiritual development work, all of which is waiting for you in the hub. Or if you're not keen on me, right, maybe you just don't vibe with me, all good, rock on, drop me an email anyway, because I'll always refer you to other coaches and consultants that I know, love and trust that are doing the same sort of work as the hub and who I would happily recommend people go and work with. But you've got to do the work, right? You've got to take the tight butt moment. You've got to do things differently to the way you have been doing them because otherwise things will stay the same. Step four is to let go or to release. So when you are putting yourself in the alignment of your desires, right, you're matching your vibrational frequency with the outcome that you desire, you are going to find yourself in doubt. You're going to find yourself with limiting belief systems. You're going to find yourself with stories that are keeping you back from maintaining that vibrational frequency of what it is that you desire. It might be, oh God, that can't be possible, surely. Or I don't have the time for that. Or I'm not good enough. Or what if I fail? Or what if Jane down the road judges me? You are going to have to let go of something, whether it's a thought, a habit, a behavior, a person, in order to put yourself fully in the alignment of what it is that you desire. And a lot of the time that will be the shift of the paradigm. That's when the shift of the paradigm comes. It's like, I'm no longer going to be that old version of me who used to think like that about money. I'm going to be the new version of me that thinks like this about money, who acts like this with her money, who has this belief system about her money, who seeks evidence to see that money is good and money is safe. I'm going to rewire my past so that I can create this new future. Again, that's all the work of the hub. And then the last and fifth final step is to surrender. And that's where we get deeply spiritual. It's a really important part of the manifestation process. I don't have time to go into it today. It's like 17 podcast episodes for me to unpack what surrender really means. And it, you kind of you need to be on the journey to really be ready to receive that anyway, because it is, it's a really deeply spiritual process that is quite hard to, it's quite an abstract thing. There we are. That's the word I'm going to give you there thing (laughs) dramatic pause says the word thing all right so there we have it five-step process to manifestation and that will help you manifest really clearly number one set a clear intention number two put yourself in the alignment of it number three take action aligned action number four release what does not serve you and number five you surrender the process to the universe all right so i trust that that has helped If you have any other questions, please feel free to email info emilychubborn.com. If you would like to join the hub, the doors are open. It will only cost you $297, which is bullshit crazy to start. So it's rolling monthly membership of $297. You can stay for as long as you want to stay. The modules get released every second month and there are six in total. And you get instant access to the community, all of the bonus content, all of the M Live sessions that you can join me with. There are three M Live sessions every single month, and you get to have access to the back catalogue and all the archives of these sessions that I've already done. And it will change your life. So if you would like to change your life and you want to start with $297, then please head to the link in the show notes. If you're listening to this after the 1st of August, then the doors will be shut. So pop yourself on the waiting list so that you will know when they reopen again. It will be 
potentially towards the end of 2021, if not beginning of 2022. All right, gorgeous people, go in peace, love and serve yourselves so that you can be at peace to love and serve the world. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it on your socials. And please tag me, Unashamedly Emily. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, then please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth. So let your mates know all about this podcast. If you're interested in joining my global coaching community, the Unashamedly Human Hub, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.